0: Hey guys, Amanda here. Happy Thanksgiving. If you're looking for places to give back this season where every penny counts, consider giving through Food for the Hungry. Text FOOD to 484848 to see how a little decision on your part can add up to a big difference. Stick around for the break to hear more. Okay, let's get to the show. Hello and welcome to the She Reads Truth Podcast, where we open our Bibles and talk about the beauty, goodness, and truth we find there. I'm your host, Amanda Bible-Williams.
1: And I'm your other host, Rachel Myers, and this is our second and final week of our Fruit of the Spirit study. Last week, we had Jessica Lamb with us, and we teed up the whole study and set it up for y'all. This week, we have our friend Nathan Tasker joining us, and he is exactly who we wanted to join us for this study to talk about what it means to abide, and then also what happens when we abide. This conversation is sweet. It grew me. It challenged me. And I just learned so much, and I think you will, too. So let's get right to it. So before we hit record, Amanda was praying. And Amanda, you said something that I really liked. You Which part? Uh, it was a <laughs> lovely tell. part. But you were thanking the Lord for the unique role that... Nate and his wife Cassie play in the body of Christ, yeah. and I just thought, yes, that's exactly right. Because Nate, hi, hi. <laughs> <laughs> you are not only our. What is your official title at Christ Press? Uh,
2: I'm actually the director of music, liturgy, and creative arts.
1: I knew it was going to be a better title I, than music minister. Yeah,
2: I didn't choose the title
1: music, liturgy, and creative, creative arts. arts. Yeah, that's great. That yeah, sounds fancy. No, that's, okay. that's only one of the hats that you wear. This is true. Because you and Cassie also do something together.
2: We do. We uh, took over the Art House in Nashville, uh, which was formerly run and owned by Charlie Peacock Mm -hmm. and his wife, Andy Ashworth, who are extremely dear friends of ours. And uh, a number of years ago, they asked if we would continue. We'd move into uh, the Art House, which is, for those who don't know, a 105-year-old Methodist church in Nashville, Tennessee. It's beautiful. It's Pretty really stunning. neat, yeah.
0: really neat. It is not pretty a sad, cool. Not a sad place
2: to live, oh, I would wow. think. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's got a lot of light bulbs, I can tell you that. Um, <laughs> I've worked out. But we moved in and, and so we helped to direct uh, the work of that nonprofit, yeah. um, which is basically cultivating creative community for the common good. And that's what uh, Charlie and Andy – Did and continue to do uh, in their own way for the last 30 years. And Mm -hmm. we're hoping to continue that legacy and not ruin it, to be honest. (laughs)
1: Wonderful. And that's really the first time that Amanda and I met you Mm. was at the art house. It was in your home. It was, Um, yeah. And I remember we were there for an event, a songwriting event, because we're songwriters.
0: (laughs) We are now. (laughs) We are now. I I mean, listen, here we are. I'm not sure who to blame for that, (laughs) but we are now. But we
1: are now. (laughs) (laughs) Look for a very important record releasing. Next Honestly, I mean, actually, we're part of something is, that are. we're very
0: proud of, yes. but we're a very small part of it. And it and will be so, releasing
1: yeah. first quarter of next year.
0: Is that right? Yeah. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. I wasn't yeah, sure I when think, it was releasing. That's I think, awesome. We're actually
1: not certain, but
0: sure, that sounds
1: right. We'll correct okay. it in show notes if that's wrong. <laughs> anyway, back to, so we were at the Art House for yep. the songwriting event, and I love, first of all, that you stood up and welcomed us into your Mm. home, into that space, Mm -hmm. and then you shepherded us immediately. Mm. And I can't remember for sure. You might remember, I think you read The Centrality of Christ to Us. I think you read from Colossians. Colossians, I do. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Um, And it was a beautiful um, time where you read Scripture to us, unpacked it a little, talked about what the Lord was doing in your life, Mm. and then maybe a week or two later, maybe my timeline is off, but you were leading worship at my church. Yeah, (laughs) as a trial like right. as part of your job that's interview right. yeah and i remember immediately like that afternoon emailing scott sauls and being like nathan desker is not drawing from an empty well like i could tell oh, you wow. that from my one interaction with him that this man mm-hmm. um is not i don't remember exactly the words. i could look at him um but i just said like from my experience with this guy mm-hmm. like he knows loves and lives in god's word wow
2: wow that's extremely kind and uh yeah, we loved having you at our home. I have to tell you that was just such a joy.
1: Um, it was fun. To, it know, was just so to see those fun.
2: conversations and mm-hmm. songwriting and digging into the scripture and pulling these songs and thoughts out and uh what a joy. Um for those who don't know in the evening after the two days that you guys did that together, mm-hmm. uh the songs would be played.
1: I like to call it the recital on our
2: fireplace. Yeah, the <laughs> yeah. recital, that's right. <laughs> and that was just I mean, what a thrill for Cassie and I and uh and our kids as well just to see this commitment to scripture and yeah. to creativity, all happening in our home. We never get tired of that. So
0: yeah. yeah. When they explained the project to us and that the songwriting would be based from God's Word and mm. stories of women in God's Word, we were immediately like, Oh yeah. Oh yeah, we're in. Yeah. Oh, this, we know this nothing is, of
1: songwriting. <laughs> what is a bridge?
0: Yeah. But well, we're in Hey, I knew what a bridge was. But you did. Um, also they let us sing. Yeah, we actually helped sing those songs Bless that night. Hearts. Now that's not the recording that will be distributed no, later. We no. did not participate in that. <laughs> and in another life, so here's Nashville is this way. Yeah, um, in a previous life, Cassie and Nathan and I went to. Church together, and Nashville. Nashville. Did yeah. Yeah. yeah, so didn't know each other well, but no. knew you know knew each other. This and- is the
1: tale as old as time. Yeah. I think that I meet people when Amanda does, and she's like, no, I've known them for 20 years. <laughs> oh, <I laughs> love
0: it's yeah. been a long
1: time. Yeah, that's yeah. a
0: sweet. Well, and it feels like another lifetime. Yeah, you know, but yeah. it was.
2: And even uh, Russ Ramsey, we were speaking about him, and he's familiar yeah. to uh, your listeners. And I actually, the first time I came to Nashville, a week after I arrived, I was sleeping on a floor in a house that Russ was minding for someone when he was interning at a church in Nashville what? 20 no years ago. Wow. And now we work together That's at so a specifically random. And,
1: isn't that <laughs> it is. Bizarre? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah.
3: Anyway. So
1: as this all relates to yes. fruit of the spirit, it really brings us all of these like throwbacks fast forward me to this week. Yeah. 2 days ago, Ryan and I were having dinner with our pastor and his wife, Scott and Patty Saul's and we were talking about the podcast and i said i would love to hear you know if you guys have people that you would recommend as guests and scott immediately said nathan tasker and he went on to say and i don't mean to embarrass you <laughs> nate but he went on to say that is a man who abides mm. Um, and he said other things, but that just stuck out to me. And I thought I would love to have him on any episode of the podcast because I know that to be true personally as well. Um, we wanted you, Nate, to join us with two days notice, really one day's notice. We asked yeah, you yesterday. Yeah. about 24 hours. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if you would join us to sit yeah. in this second week of the Fruit of the Spirit series, because... I want to talk about abiding. And I mm. want to talk about, we, you know, last week we read from John 15 mm-hmm. and about I am the true vine yeah. um, and what it means to remain. That's the CSB uses the word remain instead mm-hmm. of abide. I would love to dig into that and then also really just kind of explore what happens. Mm. The fruit, um, as we talked about, that it is a singular fruit with nine yeah. aspects. We did establish a fruits jar that you have to put a quarter in
0: if you accidentally say fruit. Say fruit.
1: <laughs> yeah. So just. <laughs>
0: We only made about a dollar last time, uh-huh. but yeah. we were really working on it. Yeah.
1: Anyway, thank you for joining us for this episode. And yeah. I'm excited about this conversation. What a
2: privilege. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me.
1: When Rachel sent you that text,
0: just to, it's kind of a way to get to know a little bit about you, Nate. When you um, when she says we're going to read about the fruit of the spirit, Mm. like what kind of because I don't know much about your background, I know you know a little the things you just told us, yeah. But what's your relationship with like this list? You know that we grow up kind of knowing if we grow up in the church. Yeah,
2: I think that it's funny. I grew up in the church in Sydney, Australia, and I would have immediately thought, looking back as a child, that it was the fruits of the spirit.
1: Yeah, right. That's a very common. It
2: was often almost spoken about like that. Right. Um. But I do remember as a youth leader, I was a youth leader in Sydney for a few years, Mm -hmm. and we met with year seven to year nine. So I guess that's what, 12 to 14, 15-year-olds. And we would do a memory verse every week. And we did the Fruit of the Spirit as a memory verse. It was myself and a good friend of mine called Scott, and we had to come up with ways to try and get this to kind of, you know, live in our minds and so that it can infect our hearts. And uh, we decided every week we would do a different musical style Oh, fun. To Fruit of the, No, I mean... Not it was,
1: fun. It was very...
2: <laughs> I mean, there was one time we did a, a cowboy version of it and we... Uh, oh, that
0: sounds right. Both yeah.
2: straddled a six-foot table. Yeah. And what you don't realize... And when you get, When you get on a table, mm-hmm. you don't realize how wide it is mm-hmm. at... <laughs> seriously it was like
0: <laughs> were you in front we of thinking? the kids we were oh yeah. perfect this is we exactly were. the way it should go
2: but to this day i mean the fruit of the spirit has been locked in my mind from those memory verse i days know that
1: tune with, is in your mind right now oh, and i'm begging you no
2: no no. the, the one that i drew <laughs> it we did a rap version of it oh and yeah it was oh, so embarrassing i can't even i'm not even going to bring myself to do I,
0: it i have some things for my youth and burn oh, days that yeah. i wish i could forget forget yeah <laughs>
2: know I love that we did it, to be honest, because I think it yeah. really stuck. I still meet some of those youth uh, I kids who are did. much older now, I you know, back in did. Australia, and they, yeah. they still bring it up. So,
3: yeah, two
2: grown men straddling a table. I mean,
0: <laughs> so now on. that you, you can don't see forget someone that <laughs> 20 years later, and say, "Quick, what are the fruit of the spirit? Yeah, yeah. what is? See, I don't
1: know. How do
0: you do the verbs? I, I think I don't it is know. for
1: sure is, and that is a quarter. Oh. I only know that because Buck I've 25. already paid a quarter for Have an hour. Really? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to watch myself. I yeah. know it's risky. <laughs> oh, it's good. It's a real risky game we play.
0: <laughs> so, was that the point when you real like because the singular plural thing? I will admit that I don't think that I realized. I don't think I looked at that list that way. As yeah. what we what we've been saying in this study is that. Um, these are nine aspects of the fruit of the spirit, and this is the fruit is the holistic expression of the Holy Spirit dwelling in the believer yeah. mm-hmm. um, and so it 's different than like spiritual gifts, which this week we have that really helpful I think extra mm-hmm. that um kind of compares and contrasts spiritual gifts with the fruit of the spirit to say yeah. like what do they have in common, what do they not? Mm-hmm. Um, it's a Venn diagram, and I love a good Venn it's, diagram.
2: Uh, yeah, and it is a really great diagram as well. Yeah, yeah. Of, uh...
0: and it's helpful to me to remember that, but I think it was something that I would think, well, I'm pretty good at this one, I'm not so great at yeah. that one, or whatever, instead of realizing, like, no, actually, this should be the collect, not the collect. Well, see, you can't even say that, because it's not limited to.
1: Yeah,
0: It's just the fruit of the Spirit consists of these things.
1: Yeah. And, and really what we learned and talked a little bit about last week is... All silliness aside, all quarters in the jar aside, why does that matter? Like, why does it matter that it is this fruit, this singular work, um, this outpouring or reflection of the Spirit at work in our lives that... By abiding with the vine and, like, the spirit dwelling in us that creates a Christ-likeness in us. Like, why does it matter that it is one thing? And we talked about, you know, are there sliders and that kind of thing? It matters um, because they cannot be separated. It matters because they're so engaged with one another Mm -hmm. that kindness and patience and gentleness, self-control, love, like, these aspects are so interrelated. Yeah. Yep. that you cannot have self control without kindness, kindness or patience yeah. right yep. mm-hmm. yeah yeah mm-hmm.
2: i also think if they're separated too much we you know naturally want to make anything an idol or make ourselves feel as though we're That's doing right. something and so as soon as you start to say well i've got Patience locked down.
0: Yeah. Done. <laughs> check. You know, yeah, yeah. You,
2: you start to believe, you know, mm-hmm. something about yourself that isn't necessarily true. Yeah. And I wonder if sometimes you're know, all being together. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Like a part of yourself that doesn't need Jesus. Like, yeah. oh, i got that now.
3: Thanks. Exactly. Right. Tick the box. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: And so yeah. this week we start in kindness. Yeah. Wow. And it's been really good as we've been reading these daily readings and reading about these individual aspects to find these aspects in both the character of God and in the yeah. life of Christ,
3: mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. and so I have appreciated. I'm really starting in the Old Testament nearly every day, mm. and looking at where is God patient mm. with us, you know, and yeah. for kindness, you know, where do we see kindness in God's character? Yeah, and, and we've got it right here. Yeah, Zechariah seven.
0: Well, one instance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Zechariah seven.
1: So, in Zechariah chapter 7, I'll read this passage because I think it's so good, and it's a good exercise even as we're reading the Old Testament. One of the reasons, one of the many reasons that we read the Old Testament is to look for God's character. Mm. Um, And so, in Zechariah 7, verse 9, it says, The Lord of armies says this, Make fair decisions. Show faithful love and compassion to one another. Do not oppress the widow or the fatherless, the resident alien or the poor, and do not plot evil in your hearts against one another. And then it goes on and says, but they refused to pay attention and turned a stubborn shoulder. They closed their ears and could not hear. And what we see here is a God who is saying, Mm. this is what's important to me. kindness. Kindness is important to me and kindness to everyone. And then, of course, we see what happens with Israel and that they made their hearts like a rock so as not to obey the law or the words Mm -hmm. of the Lord.
0: One thing we didn't point out last week that I actually do think is very helpful, and I believe that they're listed on the site as well, we have kind of a short definition of the words. The one for kindness really struck me Gracious attitude and action toward imperfect people, mercy. Mm. And I think it's that like And imperfect people. Yes. All of us. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Every and, one of us. Yeah. yeah. Sinful, but also imperfect, just deficient. Yeah. You that's know, a good word. like not God. <laughs>
1: yeah. 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 Yeah.
2: Yeah. I really appreciate in that passage especially, just thinking through the idea that God's kindness is something that, you know, defines his character and then mm-hmm. shows itself in the way that He wants his people and he himself cares about the oppressed, the poor. Yes. Like the fruit of the Spirit isn't something that we can kind of go, well, this makes me a better person or makes me more of a Christian. Right. But it's always so that you have that outward-looking focus as well, especially on kindness. You have that sense that how do I know the fruit of the Spirit, kindness is working in my life? Well, do I have in mind those ways that the character of God drove him to be kind to through the nation of Israel, you know, the oppressed, the poor, though. Yeah. right. And yeah. it's so
1: good that we have scripture to interpret scripture, mm. um, both in the complete Bible, but even in this day. I'm grateful to see that we get this first look, um, yeah. you know, in Zechariah, where, you know, God is saying to his people, be kind,
3: yeah.
1: um, be good to others. Yeah. As quick as we are to possibly put ourselves in the shoes of the person who needs to express kindness, mm. we forget that we're also recipients.
3: Of that same kindness. Of that yeah. same kindness. Yeah, so even right. when we
1: see this like imperfect people, that's me, yep. to be clear. And which is why I was saying the scripture interpreting scripture. Yep. I love that we're going to read also on this day from mm-hmm. Second Samuel and the story of Mephibosheth. I mean, mm-hmm.
0: what a powerful illustration of not only what it looks like. To demonstrate kindness, but just such a picture of the gospel mm. being brought to the king's table. So, yeah. a little bit of background if you don't know Mephibosheth. Yeah, somebody tell the story. Yeah. I feel like he needs a. Was it Bo? I was yeah. trying to remember I think Lisa. Lisa Harper, Harper calls in Bo. <laughs> do
1: He's you want to tell? Does one of you want to mm. tell the story? I want yeah. to hear Nate tell the story. I kind of want to hear yeah. Nate tell the story.
2: I need to. Oh, well, then do. we don't have to
1: put you on the spot if you don't no, want to. No, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so.
2: I'm familiar with the story.
1: Sure. But, Amanda, you've I just read I don't want to so say
2: it. the name. Mephibosheth. Yes,
3: <laughs> it's too hard. that's why we call him Bo. Yeah. Okay, so
0: if you're unfamiliar with the story of Mephibosheth, who it's Lisa Harper mm-hmm. calls him Bo, <laughs> yeah, because she nicknames everyone in the Bible, okay. which I makes really me h- Sitting here
2: thinking, who is
3: Bo? Who's Bo? Yeah. Bo. Yeah, Bo yeah. is um, Mephibosheth. Yep.
0: And so his story is: we know, you know, the story of David and Saul and First and Second Samuel and the way that Saul pursued David and tried on multiple occasions to take his life. And and then we know, too, that David becomes king. So at the end of 1 Samuel, Saul and his sons are all killed by Mm -hmm. the Philistines. Now, one of his sons, Jonathan, was a dear friend Mm -hmm. to David, Mm -hmm. um, which you can imagine kind of the family tension and drama there, right? And so after Saul and Jonathan and Jonathan's brothers were killed, David mourns.
3: Hmm. And Deeply. and there's
1: this little blip of a little side story that mentions Jonathan's son that like as they're running out of the palace, That's right. yeah. that the nanny picks up Mephibosheth, yep. falls, I think, on him and cripples both of his feet.
3: Right.
0: Yeah. And so if you fast forward to after Saul's death and David is king, so David asks, and this is in the reading, this is 2 Samuel 9 verse one, David asked, is there anyone remaining from the family of Saul I can show kindness to for Jonathan's sake? Mm -hmm. And so that question kind of goes up the chain of command and they say, yes, Jonathan's son. There remains this Mm -hmm. one son. Right. This one son. And so first of all, I love the way that is phrased. Is there anyone remaining from the family of Saul I can show kindness to for Jonathan's sake?" sake? Yeah. So, you know, Clearly Saul and David had a very complicated relationship, but first of all it's amazing to me that David still feels the way he does about Jonathan mm. mm-hmm. despite yeah. Jonathan's dad. But, you know, when we're talking about the fruit of the spirit, I mean, to me that is the distinction of kindness because one of the daily questions for today said what is the difference between kindness and gentleness? Mm. Like how's kindness different from gentleness? And I'm sure there are many answers to this question, but I think intention is one of the... Like, to Mm -hmm. be intentionally kind. Pursuant. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Because David is... Saying like, who can I be kind to for Jonathan's sake? So when we're yeah. kind, like, who can I be kind to for the sake of Jesus and mm. the glory of Jesus' name? Yeah, I like that. Um, yeah.
1: But anyway, there's Mo. No, not Mo. Bo. 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 So they bring Mephibosheth to David, and it says in verse six, Mephibosheth, son of Jonathan, son of Saul, came to David, fell face down, and paid homage. David said, Mephibosheth. I am your servant, he replied. Don't be afraid, since I intend to show you kindness for the sake of your father, Jonathan. I will restore you all your grandfather Saul's fields, and you will always eat meals at my table. Mephibosheth paid homage and said, What is your servant that you take an interest in a dead dog like me? And we go on Mm -hmm. to see in verse 11, it says, So Mephibosheth ate at David's table just as one of the king's sons. Two things that stick out to me. And there are many. I feel like we're all just going. (laughs) I know you're kind of tingling. Yeah. The first one is back to David asking that question. Mm. There was nothing confronting him, there was no affront to respond to. He was thinking proactively, how can I be kind? So, Mm -hmm. what does it look like for me? Like, is it like how to be kind to the person in the room with me? But how do I show Jesus kindness for the sake of Jesus to others who are not in my arm's reach? Yeah. Which is a question you could just sit in and have a long pause about. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the other thing that I noticed is, you know, we were talking about that our temptation when we read from even Zechariah of like, oh, it's our job to yep. be kind. Yeah. yeah. Um, and the story of Mephibosheth reminds me that I'm the recipient yeah. of the kindness. That yeah. I'm, I mean, we want to be David.
2: I know. Yeah. I mean, both are reflected there. Aren't yeah. They? Mm-hmm. Like so powerfully. Mm-hmm. And I'm with you that the ending of that. Yeah. Ate at the table just like one of the king's sons. And it's interesting, isn't it? I mean, I can't help but see that, you know, obviously being in Christ and right. we get to look forward to the feast on that final day that we will eat, mm-hmm. but not like one of the king's sons, but as, as oh, the king's sons. And it's incredible to see just those mm-hmm. links, you know, in the, in the coming of Christ you just see this perfect demonstration of what it actually looks like in its complete, truthful, whole entirety.
3: Yeah. yeah.
2: Um, of what we catch glimpses that strike us yeah. and cause us to gasp you know Yeah. and yet in Christ we see it perfectly and that never yeah. ceases to amaze me the right. kindness yeah. of
0: God should take our breath away
2: it should yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: and you know you said right we want to be like David and at the same time we know David we know David's story <laughs> right? and we yeah. know what's going to happen a few chapters I, later Yeah, mm-hmm. and so what strikes me is you know kindness it says what is the definition um, gracious attitude toward imperfect people yeah. but it's that's not a Jesus. Is. Yeah. Aside yeah. from like Jesus is not imperfect, but aside from him, it is imperfect people graciously acting yep. toward other imperfect people. You're right. You know, and yeah. that this story, one of my favorite things about the Bible and and the reward of reading the Bible over time, as Russ would say, um, is that one of those things for me has been to just be reminded that my Bible heroes mm. are people, yeah. mm-hmm. and they're broken, That's and good. they're sinners yeah. and yeah. recipients of God's kindness yes. mm-hmm. and grace. And so, um, yeah, it's a remarkable story. So this is a story that points us not to David, but to Jesus. To Jesus yeah. yeah. which I know you would say. Yeah, well, of course. Not Jesus juking you, but no, like no, no, a no. reminder to myself yeah. that yeah. like, oh, this is a story meant to point
2: us
3: yeah. Yeah. to it,
2: Jesus. It really makes me think of, uh, you know, that great made-up word for God's hesed, you know, his loving kindness. Yeah, yes, yes. And uh, Michael Card, yeah. you know, who I'm a huge admirer of <laughs> yes. and uh, a dear friend, uh, he describes hesed as when the person from whom I have the right to expect nothing gives me everything.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And you see that in this story. Yeah. You come and eat like one of the king's sons and then – for us as well. You know, God's loving kindness is described, you know, explained that way. The person from whom I have the right to expect nothing.
1: And it not it like it should take, it does take our breath away. It
2: does.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. This reading, I'll be honest with you, when I turn to the first day of this week's reading and saw kindness, this is so arrogant. It's just exposing my own heart, but I just didn't expect to learn much. That Mm. sounds terrible. Mm. But, you know, like you're just like, oh, yeah, yeah, I know kindness. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, well, then we get to Luke 6. First of all, Mephibosheth's story is just, it always, you know, is so, like you said, it just gives you like goosebumps um, or
2: whatever Australians call that.
0: What Um, do you call
2: it? (laughs) I think we call it goosebumps as well. I'm so sorry to disappoint. It's terrible. That's
0: okay. That's all right. We'll try another word later. (laughs) That would be good. Um, Okay, so, but then you get to Luke 6 and listen to this in 34 through 36. And if you lend... To those from whom you expect to receive, what credit is that to you? Even sinners lend to sinners to be repaid in full. But love your enemies. Do what is good and lend, expecting nothing in return. Then your reward will be great, and you will be children of the Most High. Mm. For He is gracious to the ungrateful and evil.
3: Mm.
0: Be merciful, just as your Father also is merciful. Mm. And, I mean, the gospel, I mean, that is a clarion call To not act according to the world's logic. Yeah. Amen. Be gracious to the ungrateful and And evil. evil. I don't wanna. Like Mm. no.
2: (laughs) I find it easy to be kind to people who will be kind in return, right? Or who are
0: kind of neutral. Exactly. You know, you're like, ah, no skin off my back. This is another level, isn't it? It is. Yeah. It just is, Um, and it's not our instinct. And it reminds me of the conversation Mm. we had a conversation last week about the flesh versus the spirit Mm. and kind of dug into a little bit of like, what is that? Um, And that to me is a very classic flesh versus the spirit, because the only way that we can show that kind of kindness is in Jesus. Mm
1: -hmm. That is an outpouring of the spirit at work in our lives. Yeah, Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, what good reading for today. So good. just I mean, we get Romans 2.
2: Yeah. God's kindness leading us to repentance.
1: Read us some of that.
2: Uh, I'll read from, how about verse two? Now we know that God's judgment on those who do such things is based on the truth. Do you think any one of you who judges those who do such things yet do the same, that you will escape God's judgment? Or do you despise the riches of his kindness, restraint and patience, not recognizing that God's kindness is intended to lead you to repentance?
0: Hmm. That makes me take a deep breath. I know. Yeah, me too. God's kindness is intended to lead you to repentance. Yeah. Yeah. And we touched on that last week too, just like, because when you look at the fruit of the Spirit this long, like Mm -hmm. in make eye contact with it (laughs) for two weeks, it's convicting. It is. Yeah. But that that's kind. It's God's kindness to show us Himself
1: and to show us ourselves. Yeah. Because that Romans 2, verse 4, it picks me up and sits me right back down in front of Luke 6. It says, For he is gracious to the ungrateful and the evil. And then you go back because God's kindness is intended to lead us to repentance. Repentance. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not just in us, them. It's not like he does that for those people. No, that's me. I'm the ungrateful. Yeah. 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 He does that for me. And that's just so beautiful. I mean, I confess that of these nine aspects, Kindness wasn't one that I was like, I can't wait to talk about this day. Yeah. But the more time I've spent in this day, the more I just, the bigness of God's kindness uh-huh. yeah. just... I said a minute ago, it took my breath away. It also just propels me to worship. Yeah. You yeah. know?
2: Yeah. I yeah. think that's true. It is something... And of, to
1: repentance. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Mm-hmm. uh. Okay. Well, I hope that our listeners are enjoying this as much as we are. Oh, well, yeah. We're just yeah, gonna exactly. look, sit here like I need a break. <laughs> yeah.
0: No, it's fine. Yeah. Um, and then we'll just glaze right past Titus 3, 4. But when the kindness of God, our Savior, appeared
1: mm-hmm. and
0: his love for mankind appeared, he saved us, mm-hmm. not by works of righteousness that we had done, but according to his mercy through the washing of regeneration and renewal by the Holy Spirit. Amen. Again, it reminds, you know, we read about peace last week, that mm-hmm. peace is a person. Peace is Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. and God's kindness yeah. to us is Jesus is Jesus, yeah,
1: the kindness of God and it says his love for mankind this is not any sort of love that I could ever conjure mm. on my own yeah. like the kindness and love of Jesus the more that reward of spending a long life in mm. God's word it doesn't return void no, I mean I, agree. I yeah. can sit here today and just
2: uh, yeah. mm-hmm,
1: and be in awe of God's kindness and mercy to me
2: Yeah, and I do think that idea of uh, you know, because as soon as the fruit of the spirit, which we're diving into right now, mm-hmm. we get to that part immediately after of keeping in step with that spirit. Yep. Yeah. You know, how do you keep in step with kindness, mm-hmm. um, patience, you know, and yeah. mm, all of those, like it's an active, which I love. I love the fact that it's this real active. It, yes. It's as much as it's surrendering and sitting in, it's also this active pursuit, you know. Yeah, Absolutely. Um,
0: it brings the image to mind for me of a kid trying to stay in step with a grown up mm. and their little legs are just so much shorter than the grown ups legs and they're trying to like, yep. so like they'll take a couple of normal <laughs> steps and then yep. they'll you know, to catch up. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. doing things with my hands. Yep. Um, but it reminds me of that and like that that's us, we're the kids and yeah. we're trying to stay in step and as we grow we can stay in step. As we grow in spiritual maturity, we yes. can stay in step a that's little good. bit easier, but we're never you know our gate is never going to equally match yeah. that of Jesus but it's okay and to remember that like i don't resent a kid who's trying to keep up with me no. i love that
2: yeah, you know I, I
3: love it and that
2: yeah. his
0: kindness toward us
3: mm-hmm.
2: exactly that i was thinking actually when i was driving down here to be with you both um i was thinking about a conversation i had with keith getty a number of years mm-hmm. ago And we were out on tour and he had had a chance to spend time with Cliff Barrows, who was Billy Graham's music director for a long time. Okay, yeah. Uh, An exceptional, he was an older man when he finally passed away in his 80s, I think, when Keith actually spent time with him. And he came back from spending time with Cliff and he said that the thing that excited him the most is that Cliff said, as he gets older, it's another year. Does he look back a year into his life or another 10 years into his life and go, am I a year kinder? Mm. And a year more joyful and a year more peaceful. And what a joy it is to be that, to see the fruit of the Spirit as you get older. And I thought it was such a powerful thing to say to younger guys, you Mm -hmm. know, can you look back? And is also that something that you are, as you keep in step, like you're saying of that gate, that we look back and Mm go, wow, God has been faithful in my life. And I am actually more joyful now Mm -hmm. than I was five years ago.
0: That's right. And it's not you know, because, like, oh well, the last five years have been easy going. To exactly, circumstance.
1: right?
2: Yeah. Exactly. It's just, yep.
0: Sometimes the opposite is true. Yeah. 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 And it's remarkable. Yeah. And like, that's only Jesus. Wow. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: What do you guys think about goodness? This is <laughs> Move great. On. Right? Yeah. I mean, like, this is like my favorite book club. <laughs> it, just, it, really, yeah, like, it really is. I've th- never go... been
2: in a book club, so
0: this I'm, is actually, actually really exciting for me. I actually never have either. This yeah. is my <laughs>
1: only book club I've ever <laughs> been a part of. I think yeah. it would be an excellent, I don't
0: I know. Sheer sh- Truth is kind of a book
1: club. It really is. It, it is. is. That's it's that's the book yeah. club. The
3: capital B. That looks good on a t-shirt.
1: Yeah, it's great. Yeah. We're done. Well, so we are going from kindness to goodness. What's the difference? which we addressed a little bit, but we use the word goodness um, pretty frequently on this podcast when we talk about beauty, goodness, and truth. Truth,
3: yeah. Um,
1: and so it was interesting to just slow it down. Mm. What does Scripture say mm. about yeah. goodness? How do we see goodness as part of God's character? Mm. And how do we see goodness, like, what do we learn from Scripture about it? Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. I must confess, can I just say that, Rachel, how you felt about kindness? Oh, Manner, I think it was you about saying kindness. Well, Do I have anything to, you know, kindness to Yeah, yeah. That's how I feel about it. goodness. Isn't yeah. that terrible to admit? But I, as I read through the fruit of the spirit, yeah. this yeah. is the one where I'm like, oh,
3: that's why
0: I, don't I said really said in this so you could much. feel better. Yeah, thank you. I'm feeling the same way. Yeah, it's well, true. Surprisingly, yeah.
1: no one felt that way about patience. At yes. least oh, last I week. Think, <laughs> I think. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No. will be on my deathbed, going, oh, "I should have been more patient." <laughs> Um, I agree, and I was surprised in the first reading mm-hmm. because mm. I never noticed. So I know this story in Exodus 33 mm-hmm. of Moses saying to the Lord, show me your glory, which, mm. I mean, we could go on a tangent there, like, Moses, Yeah, <laughs> yeah. calm down. <laughs> but um, so here they are in Exodus 33, Moses and the Lord are having a chat, as mm-hmm. they do, which is also remarkable. Yeah, God is saying to Moses in verse 14, my presence will go with you, and I will give you rest. And Moses mm. says, you know, and this is my paraphrase, well, better, because we're not going if you don't go with us. That and- the
1: mark of who we are is you. Yeah. Right. We can't go yeah. without you. Which...
0: Good theology, Moses. Um, But I'd never noticed in verse 18, um, Moses says, please let me see your glory. And then the Lord responds. He said, I will cause all my goodness to pass Mm. in front of you, and I will proclaim the name the Lord before you. I will be gracious to whom I will be gracious. And it goes on. But So Moses asked me, see your glory. And God says, I'll
1: show you my goodness."
3: goodness. Yeah.
1: I was like, oh, I don't know what that means, but I like it. This is a three exclamation point fire in my notes. Yeah, I, oh, I, it only got one,
0: but a lot of underlined.
1: There was a lot of <laughs> yeah. exclamation points. Yeah. Like, I will cause all my goodness. It was important, the physical theophany, which is that $10 word that we used when we were talking about the presence of God, yep. the physical theophany, the physical appearing of God um, was significant, but the thing that God offered was a revelation of who He is. Yeah. Even more important than seeing me physically is knowing who I am.
3: Yeah. Wow.
2: I know. And known by His goodness. I mean, they're just so compelling. Yeah.
1: And that goodness was the word. It wasn't like my marvelousness. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Or even, I just don't think
0: goodness when I think glory. I think... Like majesty, you know. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know. Like, I think you know, bright lights, bright you know appearance. You think mm-hmm. like transfiguration, radiance. ascension. Yes. Yeah, radiance. That's mm-hmm. a great word. Yep. Thank you. Um, <laughs> illuminescence. Yeah. We can come, <laughs> let's come up with synonyms. Yeah. <laughs> um, when you think of the fruit of the spirit in mm. the believer, to realize that oh, when God's goodness is manifest through me mm. by His grace and His doing and the indwelling of the Spirit. That that is his glory. Mm -hmm. That gives him glory, and that's exciting to me. It's also very humbling, very convicting, you know, all of those things. But it's exciting to me to know that there's something, you know, that's another way that these are all avenues we can bring God glory, show people who He is. Mm -hmm.
1: It's just I'm without word because. Oh well, thank you so much. (laughs) It's just marvelous to me Mm. that God would reveal inward his goodness Mm. and that our promise, as we have been promised the Spirit, and the Spirit is the down payment for us and for our salvation. We have the Spirit, and in Christ, like all of this fulfillment, like this is occurring in the second book of the Bible. This is early stuff, Mm -hmm. and it is remarkable. And yet, we sit here uh, in 2020. And we have this down payment of our salvation, this Holy Spirit indwelling in us, and that same goodness of God that was revealed to Moses in Exodus is our privilege and provision and um, companion. Mm. It's just remarkable to me that it is not only fulfilled in Christ, but it is um, a fruit of an aspect of walking with the Spirit that we get to experience, and not just experience, but to reflect to the world.
0: Yeah. Yeah. In Jeremiah, we get Jeremiah 31, 12 through 14 in this reading. And just that line in verse 14, and my people will be satisfied with my goodness, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that God's goodness... Is I mean, in that whole passage, it's just beautiful. I'll turn their mourning into joy. I'll give them consolation, bring happiness out of grief. Yeah. I will refresh the priests with an abundance, and my people will be satisfied with my goodness. Like mm. his, his goodness is enough for us. Yep. And what I love about, another thing <laughs> that I love about God's goodness is he
1: defines that. Yeah. I don't get to define yeah. what goodness is.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, I mean, even at the top of that passage in verse 12, it says, they will be radiant with joy because of the Lord's goodness. mm. Like we get radiant and goodness together. Yeah. Yeah. With joy. Which,
2: yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Remarkable.
1: Because we think of the Shekinah glory. We think about the radiance that came from Moses interacting with God's goodness. And we have here, they will be radiant with joy because of the Lord's goodness.
2: Yeah. And even the fact that Moses shines after that.
1: Yeah. After Uh that experience in. And you know. so now this is that promise that we too yeah. will shine with that with yeah. radiance because of the Lord's goodness. I mean, I
0: hope so. You know, like yeah. that's from His presence, so from being too. in His presence, and not yeah, by anything well. that we can do. Yeah, well, but I hope that like spending time in His presence. Yeah, you're right. You know, it's yeah. that tension of like, okay, it's not passive. Yeah, but it's also not our doing. Mm-hmm. So it's the sunflower it's
1: patty saul's
0: sunflower i love so the analogy that patty gave us last week
1: in a devotional yeah um was that we in many ways we can compare this to being a sunflower that there's a full dependence on the sun um but we turn our faces to the sun to the sun Mm -hmm.
2: yeah i love that
1: thanks patty thanks patty i mean nobody is surprised no
2: she's She's so awesome um yeah, which I guess is, yeah, the keeping in step. I mean, that mm-hmm. feels so much like that, if yeah. it makes sense. that
0: yeah. Go where you're going. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. And I you- was actually thinking just within that, and I know it's not one of our passages on here, but Mark 10, where, you know, Jesus is confronted by the um, good teacher. What must I do to inherit life? Why do you call me good? No one's good but God alone. Yeah. And then goes on. Oh,
3: that's
1: good. Yeah. And I
2: always think how that catches in my throat when I read that passage anyway, when Jesus is saying, why do you call me good? when he actually is.
1: Yeah. Goodness. But, yeah. No one is good but Person- God alone. I like, am God.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Incarnated. There he is in front of you. Yeah. And then he continues on. It's This little mm-hmm. catch, you know, um Interesting. Anyway, I find that yeah.
1: Same. I mean, even I made a note in my margin, you know, we talked last week about the I ams in John, mm. and one of those I ams is I am the good shepherd. Shepherd, yeah. And there's yeah. so much to be studied there. Within that, yeah. 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 So I know we need to move on another interesting
0: part in this day's reading. In Ephesians 5, we get another kind of like singular fruit consists of these different things. Mm. So in um, in verse 8, For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of the light, for the fruit of the light consists of all goodness, righteousness, and truth, Mm -hmm. testing what is pleasing to the Lord." And so that is, it's like, okay, we're being trained to see that it's not, you know, we're not pivoting between these different things, that this is the expression of the Holy Spirit consists of these different things. Will I be good today,
1: righteous today, or true today? I mean, I don't feel like being patient. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 No self-control.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. No, I hear you with that. And this idea of, um, because obviously before we get to the fruit of the Spirit, we're being told a lot by Paul about freedom. You know, yeah, the, the freedom in that's Christ. Right. What does it look like mm-hmm. to be free? And then it's within that context.
3: Mm-hmm. Yes, that's fruit a great of the spirit. Point.
2: And there's this idea of like joyful freedom of being mm-hmm. able to keep in step mm-hmm. with the spirit.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, with
2: this fruit that the spirit alone.
1: And that's, I gives. mean, from Galatians five you know, thirteen. Right before we get into that into list, yeah. he says, "For you were called to be free, brothers and sisters. Only don't use this freedom as an opportunity yeah. for the flesh, but serve one another through love."
2: Yeah, yeah. And even we go back a bit more, and there's the. Work of the Spirit that allows us to be called children of God,
0: yeah,
1: have a
2: Father, yeah, and it's like the context again. I keep on being amazed by the context of like, uh huh, right? What the Spirit's role is in yeah. our lives before we get to hear yeah. the fruit of the Spirit as well. All of all. Scripture is you know, speaking all, into this, and yep. this
1: is speaking into all of Scripture. All scripture. It's yeah. just beautiful, it's so good. It's yeah. yeah. Well, in faithfulness,
0: the next, if we're going Ooh. in order, our day ten is faithfulness and. You know, you're talking about freedom, Nate. What is challenging to me is that in some ways these feel restrictive, right? Like self-control, mm. even faithfulness. Yeah. Because the definition, again, love the definition that the team gave us in this book. Um, trustworthiness, reliability, and consistency, acting in accordance to commitment.
3: Mm. And
0: yep. I when I hear that, I mean, faithfulness is a tall order. And we see evidence of that all around us, you know, and marriage is a great example. Like it's hard to be faithful, mm. um, to act in accordance with commitment 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And I don't just mean refraining from like in a sexual purity way or, you know, adultery. I just mean with, you know, act, I mean that too, but just your actions reflecting this level of commitment. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but. While it can sound restrictive, and I think to the world that like faithfulness is not necessarily something that is lauded. Mm. <laughs> and when I say to the world, I mean like, you know, me without Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. It's not something that is lauded, but there's so much freedom. Mm. There's so much freedom in faithfulness. There's so much freedom in self-control. And, you know, it reminds me of the Good Shepherd, like the sheep have boundaries, like he keeps them in the fold. Yeah. Um, yeah. and we know what happens if they go away. Yeah, just to yep. find them. Yeah, yeah. Yep. but anyway, yeah, that context of freedom is really interesting. We yeah. might need another hour. We'll yes. just keep going. <laughs>
1: Hey friends, Rachel here. Y'all, it's a Christmas miracle. We thought that you liked Christmas, but y'all love Christmas even more than we expected. We can't believe how fast the She Reads Truth Advent books sold out this year. We are thrilled that more women than ever will be reading God's word with us starting this Sunday. But we also know that so many of you still want books so that you can read along with the community. Well, here's the great news, and what I've called the Christmas miracle. We have never done this before, we had no plans of doing this, and we might never do it again. But so many of you have asked for a digital study book that we decided to make it happen. We are thrilled to offer the She Reads Truth Advent 2020 Digital Study Book. We have matched the hard copy books page for page, so not only will you get the daily readings and the reflection questions, but the Advent 2020 digital study book also has every Christmas craft, every recipe, and every hymn. Plus, it's instant delivery and you don't have to pay for shipping. Go to shop slash digital to get your Advent 2020 digital study book. If you have an iPad and an Apple pencil, it is the most fun experience because you get to write right in there like it's a workbook. But even if you don't, you get the whole book and you swipe to every page and you get to read in step with the community. Y'all, that's shop slash digital and join us this Sunday for all the Advent fun. The She Reads Truth Black Friday sale begins this
0: Wednesday. Get 40% off our Black Friday collection that includes some of our favorite She Reads Truth and He Reads Truth books, products for kids, art prints, and more. Head over to shopshereadstruth.com beginning Wednesday morning to take advantage of all the deals. Okay, friends, I can't wait to get back to today's episode. But before we do that, I want to take a moment to tell you about Food for the Hungry. Food for the Hungry serves in over 3,000 communities by empowering local leaders and churches with proven, sustainable methods that bring transformational change to some of the most vulnerable, like Alba. Alba attended a craft-making workshop with Food for the Hungry in her local neighborhood in Nicaragua, and she found she had a natural talent. Through the training and support she received, Alba created a small business where she sells many of her crafts in the market to help provide for her family. Alba's example of hard work and success provides hope to so many, and it's making a real difference in her community. You can watch her full story in the show notes today. It's amazing to hear how something as simple as rounding up our spare change can make it possible for thousands of men and women like Alba to get access to the resources and training they need to create lasting change for their families. And Food for the Hungry does all of this with the message of the gospel. Text FOOD to 484848 to learn how you can round up your purchases to the nearest dollar and donate your extra change toward the efforts of Food for the Hungry. Now let's get back to the show. So let's talk about faithfulness. I mean, again, we get a really solid Old Testament start to this reading day. From and Exodus, it, and
1: it's just the continuation of the Exodus thirty-three that we read for oh, goodness.
0: You're so right, and I didn't even realize that. But it mm-hmm. Exodus thirty-four, six and seven. The Lord passed in front of him and proclaimed, "The Lord, the Lord is a compassionate and gracious God, slow to anger and abounding in faithful love and truth, maintaining faithful love to a thousand generations, forgiving iniquity, rebellion and sin." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then goes on like he's also faithful to be just. Yeah, so I love that kind of Old Testament start that we get, and we've got a lot of that. There's a lot of mention of God's faithful love Yeah, in the Old Testament.
1: But I don't know that I will ever rattle off these fruit of the Spirit the same way again. Like As we're digging yeah. into these, they're just not a rote list to me anymore. No. And I know we're not even finished, but yeah. I'm just looking at these and just arrested by God talking to Moses about his faithful love to a thousand generations, yeah. Yeah. and that there is no matching yeah. God's mm-hmm. love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Like, yeah. I skipped goodness there when I said it, but there's no matching
3: yeah. mm-hmm. any
1: of this, but there is walking in step. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm arrested by this. Yeah, mm-hmm.
2: yeah, I feel the same way. I think especially being able to dive into the Old Testament and see it so clearly. Yeah in the character of God and then so perfectly displayed in the incarnate.
1: Yes. Yeah.
2: Christ, it's kind of really compelling, isn't it? Mm-hmm. You know, that it isn't just a rote list because instead it's forcing you to look and see faithfulness in. Right. In our Lord, and you know, mm-hmm. peace there, enjoy that, you know. I find that really mm-hmm. encouraging. And even
1: and even last week, as we talked about that reading this lesson that the fruit would guide us to repentance. Yeah. I think that I knew that.
3: Yeah. Um
1: last week. And this week I think I understand that mm. a little bit more. Yeah. Um, about how this is something that I repent of my unfaithfulness yeah. in all of those things. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: So true. We get Luke
0: six, forty-three through forty-nine in this reading day. And I want to know what you guys think about this, because we get the you know, 43 and 44 are um, a good tree doesn't produce bad fruit. On the other hand, a bad tree doesn't produce good fruit for each tree is known by its own fruit. Okay, so I'm tracking there. Mm -hmm. I think it's really interesting that this passage is immediately followed by the two foundations yeah, Mm -hmm. and then that this is placed in the faithfulness day. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. What do you guys think about that? Like, I think it's interesting that those come back to back Mm -hmm. and then what does this say? Like, what is Jesus saying about faithfulness?
1: so for our listeners for that additional context I think let's finish that tree and its fruit it says figs aren't gathered from thorn bushes Mm. and grapes aren't picked from a bramble bush a good person produces good out of the good stored up in his heart and an evil person produces evil out of the evil stored up in his heart for his mouth speaks from the overflow of his heart and we're Mm. talking about where are we abiding what vine are we grafted to if we are not grafted to the good vine we are not going to produce good fruit Um, and then Amanda you were saying the two foundations that's this story about you know it's the wise man built his house upon a rock and yeah. the foolish down yeah. and the floods yeah. came <laughs> up yeah it's that did you guys one. sing that in Sydney we actually did Oh, yes. yeah. Good. yeah that's there you excellent go. a classic and so we have and then the river crashed against it and immediately yep. collapsed and the destruction of that house was, was great, great. Yep. because uh, the foolish man his house was not built on a solid foundation yep. so this is a similar metaphor for the same scenario same. Yep. And so with that context for our listeners, you're asking, Amanda, like, why in faithfulness? Yeah. Why is this in the faithfulness day? What is Jesus teaching us about faithfulness? Hmm. I would venture to say that we are faithful people, hmm. but we are not necessarily faithful to God. I think that we oh, can be faithful. I think we can I be- thought you were being really generous yep. there at first, no. and then I got where you were going. Yeah, I think that every one of us is faithful to something. Yeah.
3: Yeah, I And that, I think
1: that's what we're seeing in these stories. I yeah. think you can be faithful to whatever vine you have grafted yourself into. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the ride or die, you know? Um, and you can also build your foundation on anything. Yeah. You can go ahead and try. Yep. Um, and we will be faithful to whatever we, we will be faithful to. And that leads us to repentance. That leads us to what is Scripture teaching us to be faithful Faithful. to? Mm -hmm. And at the same time, we will not be faithful. We know we are unfaithful people at the same time, and it is God who is faithful.
2: Yeah. And it's definitely an active pursuant thing. Yeah, I mean, we think of the analogy—I mean, obviously, it's a biblical analogy of the bride and the groom, and Mm -hmm. and this faithfulness, this pursuit, Mm -hmm. you know, and even in our own experiences, uh, God willing, of— Relationships, marriage, mm-hmm. faithfulness is a pursuit. It's it is an active,
3: mm-hmm.
2: you know, realm to it. Yeah. it you know, yeah. It doesn't it's, just happen. It's right.
0: You know, that's exactly right. Like you, you know, can't. If we let something just happen, mm. it won't be faithfulness. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you know, like faithfulness true. is
1: not the natural.
0: Yep course. And because
1: we live in the flesh, like we have a sinful nature, you could pause, and it would be an uncomfortable pause, but the pause would be to ask, what are we faithful to? I'm faithful. I won't miss a good scroll on Instagram. You know, like, what are we faithful to?
0: Well, in this story of the two foundations of the, you know, building a house doesn't happen immediately. Like that takes time, and it takes laying brick after brick after brick. So if you've built your house on a faux foundation, then that is something that you have chosen to do over time. And so it's convicting to me, like, this is one of those stories that I can read and I can think, oh, yeah, get that, agree with it, let's go. But if I instead look back and say, where have I been laying my bricks? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Then it's, I'm not so quick to move on because I think, oh, it's Paul's, like, I do what I don't want to do, and I don't yeah. want to do what yeah. I do. and yeah. But if I look back, I'm like, there are some things I'm building. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not, like, questioning my salvation. Like, what Jesus right. has secured for me on the cross yeah. is secure. yeah um, But when I look back, I'm like, oh, I've got a few houses that yeah. that I know they're going to crumble. Yeah. Like,
1: they're yeah. for sure going to crumble. But what if we were laying our bricks on the foundation of, of Christ? Yeah. What are those bricks? Like, scripture memorization. You said yeah. earlier in yeah. this episode, Nate— you said something that I was just like, I wanna write that down immediately. You said something about getting it in your brain. What so, did yeah, you say? Infect your heart. So you
2: infect your heart. Yeah. Yeah. Saying,
3: yeah. yeah. I want the word to word infect is good. It, I know.
1: And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, like the bricks of scripture memorization so that our hearts can be infected. That's laying bricks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's intentional house building.
2: Yeah. No, I agree. I was thinking about that and some of my heroes, John Stott is a hero of mine, mm-hmm. like so many of us, but uh, his means of grace, you know, and I think even within this passage, like how do you keep in step? How do you mm-hmm. continue to see that fruit developed within mm-hmm. your, your mm-hmm. life? What are the means of grace that are offered to mm-hmm. you? And he would say uh, prayer, scripture meditation, yeah, staying in the word, fellowship with believers who provoke mm-hmm. love and good works, you know. Mm-hmm.
1: Those um, things matter. They do. They, public,
2: public worship, yes. attending church. Like yeah. these are the things. Being like
1: fully present with the church every exactly, Sunday. It's yeah. very
2: hard to pursue mm-hmm. these things and pursue faithfulness completely. On your own yeah. yeah Just hoping it will happen If that makes sense
0: It's not only In your mind Like it's yeah. not like I'm going to be faithful Exactly mm-hmm. Cool Cool yeah. Like, it's like, oh, I'm going to be healthy. Well, yep. I actually have to do some things. Do some things. Yeah,
2: exactly.
1: <laughs> Nate, yep. you might remember this, and I hope you do, because I'll otherwise butcher it. But <laughs> I remember a couple Sundays ago, Scott gave an analogy. And I want to say D.L. Moody was kind of the source of this. Okay. Um, he was with a parishioner, a wealthy mm-hmm. parishioner in Chicago, who had said to him, I do believe in God and I want to be a believer, but I'm not going to be a part of the church. Mm. And that's okay, right? and. They were sitting in his living room and there was a fire in the middle of the home and D.L. Moody took a coal out of the (laughs) fire and (laughs) just set it kind of on the hearth apart from the fire and they sat and they watched the coal just die. Yeah. Um, outside of the fire, and yeah. like that, to me, like that was such a vivid picture mm-hmm. to me of faithfulness to being a part of the body of Christ.
2: Yeah. Oh, I mean, I find that just such a powerful.
1: Yeah, I've <laughs> never heard that. That's pretty example, <laughs> yeah. isn't it? Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, and I resonate with that, and also, and we women, resonate
1: with that right now because exactly. we're all in various stages of yep. being able to meet with the body and what that looks like. So exactly. that's especially poignant. Yep.
2: Yeah, but even this fruit, the Spirit is written to mm-hmm. the. Church in Galatia, like it's written to
1: that's right, that's it's written, written to a church. Believers
2: is there, there are assumptions being made of what it looks like to keep in step with the spirit, even as they're reading it or having it read to them, yeah, you know, yeah. Um, which I think is really helpful in light of that, mm-hmm. yeah, the fire, like how do you continue to burn, yeah, you
0: know? yeah. And the answer is you can't, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. It's okay to pause and say like, man, like I'm going to take some time to actually meditate on that yeah. when I'm alone with the Lord after yeah. recording this and just going like, where am I laying bricks? Like, yeah. what is my foundation? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. like. I,
2: I love that laying bricks idea. And I hadn't picked that up before. Yeah, you it, me neither. But just this idea.
1: Thank you, Lord. More, <laughs> because yeah. I hadn't either. Yeah. Lord,
2: it's just powerful. Just thinking that, out
1: loud. You know,
2: the person, the fool and the wise man, as Jesus calls them, mm-hmm. they're both active. Yeah. yeah. They're both doing something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're just not on the right foundation. Like it's. Yeah. Or different right. formations, rather. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah, well, it's the Same with
0: like worship. It's like we're worshiping something. Yeah. Or someone.
3: Yeah.
2: Which one of the sinful acts, you know, before fruit of the spirit, you know, that we obviously compare all the yeah, little right. things. List. Yeah. Idolatry. Yeah. You know, which is yeah. worshiping something else, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, yep. it's contrasted.
0: Well, on to something that's not convicting at all: gentleness, <laughs> um, acting without aggression. Mm, wow. Humble disposition toward God's will, Mm -hmm. meekness. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Something that struck me in this, and it's kind of related to faithfulness for me, because I was thinking about how, you know, faithfulness requires a dependence on Jesus, Mm -hmm. and there is strength in that. So there is strength in depending on Jesus. And like with gentleness, you know, the word meekness is used a few times, like we can read a couple of these passages, that gentle is not the same thing as weak. Mm-mm. They're not the same. Mm-mm. No.
3: Um, yeah.
0: I think sometimes we conflate the two.
1: Yep. Yeah. Isaiah forty is exactly that, Amanda. You see in verse ten, it says, "See the sovereign Lord comes with power, and He rules with a mighty arm. See His reward is with Him, and His recompense accompanies Him." Like. This is a powerful picture. The very next verse, he tends his flock like a shepherd. He gathers the lambs in his arms and he carries them close to his heart. He gently leads those that have young.
3: Hmm.
1: I mean, that's incredible. The Lord has a mighty arm and he's so full of power and he gently
0: leads and carries. And then like the tenderest, most tender thing that you can imagine, you know, in some translations, it says those who are nursing, the young who are or something. Yeah. It's the yeah, image wow. of, but the, of like a nursing mother. And you're like, gosh, is there anything more tender and intimate than yeah. that? And vulnerable. So. Yeah. and vulnerable. yeah. And
2: vulnerable, yeah. And
0: all those motherly
2: instincts,
1: yeah. you know. Yeah,
2: I must admit gentleness from a guy's perspective. Gentleness is often a word that is, uh, you know, looked down upon.
1: Yeah, so not from lauded, it's unmanly. Yeah, very
2: rarely is it, you know, like, wow, he's a really gentle man. Yeah. And uh, that's a really interesting thing, especially – from the country that I come from, yeah, where to show gentleness is to be synonymous with weakness. weakness. To be tender is to be weak.
1: Okay, yeah. And so
2: you don't want to show those things. Uh, and yet to see and that. And
1: yet your in, Savior I know, is the Good Shepherd. Didn't
2: Brennan Manning have a book, The Relentless Tenderness of Jesus? Or I something? think maybe. Is that yeah. right?
1: We'll look it up. Which and, is such a compelling
2: yeah. title and yeah. thought, you know, that Jesus himself, like I love that he describes himself as being the fulfillment of that Isaiah 40 passage. He tends mm-hmm. his flock like a shepherd. I am the good shepherd, mm-hmm. as you yeah. said earlier. I mean, it's just, wow. Yeah.
1: And so we powerful. get these, like, in the same way that with patience, we got to see, like, what it looks like to act with patience in our own lives, but also how is the Lord patient with us, and how yeah. should we be patient to wait for the Lord? In gentleness, yeah. we get this, like, spectrum of gentleness, where also in First Peter we get this, you know, be ready at any time to give a defense to anyone who asks you for a reason for the hope that is in you, yet— yeah. Do this with gentleness I mean, and reverence. Yeah. Isn't that beautiful? It is. We yeah. first get to see how God is a gentle God, and we yeah. also get to see how Jesus lived and like demonstrated gentleness. And then we get the call: "Hey, be ready to answer and do it with gentleness." gentleness. Mm-hmm.
2: Which, in my life, I mean, as I've gotten older, I can see the way that. The Lord has been softening those edges, you know, yeah. sanding those yeah. sharp edges off. Because as a younger guy, I remember I had an answer. The deal is but there, it, yeah, yeah, exactly. But it wasn't very gentle, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. You know, yeah.
0: and we can justify that a lot, I think, for ourselves when we think, "But you know, if I'm having that hard edge about the gospel, then it's mm. fine." And, you know, and I yeah. think that in you know trying to disciple my kids, where I'm like, "I need you to get this," yeah. but that's not a thing that can be forced. I can't take a hard line about them accepting the gospel or even just about them, you know, like making good choices. Mm -hmm. Like there's only so much that I can do Do. because it is the work of the spirit in them. And it is their tension to hold about the, you know, active versus passive, you know, like it's, that's all yeah. happening in them too.
1: Yeah,
0: it's not like it's PlayStation and I've got the control. You right, know, that's how yeah. I kind of like come on,
1: go, go, yeah. jump, jump. No, and we get so excited works. about the zeal of even Jesus, like mm. he yeah. went into the temple and he was just his Turns righteous and, tables, and, you know. and, and we forget yeah. that that was his house. Yeah, you know that was his house, and he was. We say no one was good but God, but he is God. Yeah, and so I think we get excited to be zealous like Jesus. Yeah, and it's sometimes less appealing to be gentle yeah, like Jesus. And we yeah. get this description of Jesus turning tables, yeah. but we get this prescription yeah. of talk about me with gentleness. Gentleness, mm-hmm.
2: yeah. And also where that, you know, when you look at the righteous anger of Christ in that moment, where it's directed, you know, to his house, but mm-hmm. also to the traders, you know, trading off the poor and yeah. charging yeah. more for mm-hmm. sacrifices they would have to give in order to extort from them. You have like this, Jesus' love for the poor and the downtrodden yeah. and those who are, you know, because I we do. Have think, Jesus
1: carried about that charge that God gave in Zechariah,
2: exactly. Yeah, and I do think there's an element in which that is reflected in us. You know, yeah. the gentleness to answer for the hope we have. Yeah, but then also share in that, uh, you know, righteous anger is a difficult thing, is Because we yeah. can use it to describe anything we want it to, but right. but when it comes to those things, especially that God is so concerned about, yeah. yes, the poor and the injustice oppressed. and yeah. the oppressed, you know, that in that situation there is a, you know, it doesn't cause you to sin,
1: mm-hmm. right? but there it, is
2: an, a righteous anger against it the same way yeah. that Christ has.
1: It's interesting you know, yeah. to, you know, to think about that.
2: Intention. Intention. Well, intention. Yeah. 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 You hold them together. Don't you right? do. Like you do. Because really, you know. the
0: verse says, in your anger do not sin. It doesn't yeah. say... And you're angry, don't be angry. <laughs>
3: yeah. You know, it's
0: you're true. Angry, don't, yeah. don't yeah. sin. Yeah. Um, we just read as a community the book of Proverbs mm. um, by topic and did kind of a topical study of the book of Proverbs. And so my ears perked up at James 3.13. saw that too. Who among you is wise and understanding. By his good conduct, he should show that his works are done in the gentleness that comes from wisdom.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. Wow.
0: And so I feel like we need to take that back to Australia and say, guys, yeah, Gentleness. is good to be gentle.
2: It's, yeah. yeah, a
1: sign of wisdom. Yeah,
2: yeah I think that's that's um, really true.
1: I mean, mm-hmm. Titus three always showing gentleness to all people. Something we yep. don't have in the reading is Philippians four or five. Let your gentleness be evident to all. Yep. This is something that Scripture celebrates.
2: It's a defining and feature. Yeah, maybe
1: doesn't even like celebrate. Yes, but um, it's a fruit of the spirit. Yeah. It's yeah. an aspect of spirit at work in our lives yeah. it's something that jesus was and yeah. as christ like people yeah. that we hope to be that gentleness is what we're called to yeah
2: and i'll put up my hand and admit that oftentimes that isn't what defines mm-hmm. me
1: same and yeah. when
2: i look at uh, sometimes the witness of the church mm-hmm. it often isn't the first thing that will come to mind i'm it's sure true. there are many yeah. people who don't believe who would look and go i don't see gentleness yeah mm-hmm. and it is really convicting isn't it to see that in jesus yeah right. and
1: in the savior that we serve.
2: Exactly. Yeah. And yet, how do and we reflect that?
0: Absolutely. And self control. You know, mm, that's our, yeah. we land the plane um, this week with self control. And oh, how I wish we didn't know it was like, oh, nope, we're out of time. <laughs> 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 oh, but no, we're going to make time. Yeah. Because um, I feel the same way about like what you just said, I think could be said of that as well, that mm-hmm. like as the church, you know, I am so guilty of this, and I feel like my brothers and sisters often are as well. Where we we pick and choose the things that we're adamant about, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. and we exercise yeah. self control about those things, yep. yeah. and then in other things, you know, we may not. And Jesus, and I think of Jesus, and there, I feel like there are so many examples mm. of Jesus exercising self control. Yes. in the Gospels, um, but if anyone were justified to have righteous anger and to Mm. act in. But if even Jesus exercised self-control, then like who am I to think that I can trust my instincts, my fleshly desires. Yeah, (laughs) Just trying to get comfortable with the word. Um, (laughs) Yeah, but I want to read just a little bit of Matthew 23 Mm. um, where it's religious hypocrites denounced. This will be fun for all of us. Let's read this. Matthew 23, starting in 1. Then Jesus spoke to the crowds and to his disciples. The scribes and the Pharisees are seated in the chair of Moses. Therefore, do whatever they tell you and observe it, but don't do what they do because they don't practice what they teach. They tie up heavy loads that are hard to carry and put them on people's shoulders, but they themselves aren't willing to lift a finger to move them. And it's interesting, you know, this came for us, You know, one day after we read about the easy yoke,
3: Mm. you know, in Matthew
0: 11, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take up my yoke and learn from me, because I am lowly and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke Mm -hmm. is easy, and my burden is light. Mm. And so I think, like, you know, we read this in Matthew 23, then, it's like don't do what they do because yeah. they're carrying these heavy loads, they're putting them on other people's shoulders mm. and like that's not the way of Jesus.
1: I hate that we are we're at the end and not just of this episode but of the study because like I said, my goodness, I'll never read these 9 yeah. aspects of the fruit again the same uh, way. Oh, <laughs> oh again, again ever again ever, ever again. again I will <laughs> this never was, read these again. That was,
2: I will never wrap it the same
1: Yeah. Um, (laughs) Well, I hope that you will sometime wrap it for us. Yes,
2: I will. Mm Continuing on that, Matthew 23, just to see the greatest among you will be your servant. Whoever exalts himself will be humbled, whoever humbles himself will be exalted. Uh, I was reading somewhere that um, the fruit of the Spirit are often known as slave virtues. Really? Which I hadn't heard before. I hadn't either. But then when you see uh, Jesus as the servant Messiah,
1: you see this
2: just perfect way that he does that. And even uh, in that Matthew 11 as well, uh, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. just incredible tenderness and the way he serves us, I love you know? That. Um, I love that. Yeah. Yep.
0: So I know we can't read through all of these, um, but in 2 Peter 1, there is a verse, verse 9, where it says, the person who lacks these things, and we'll read these things, but many of them are the aspects of the fruit of the Spirit, is blind and short-sighted and has forgotten the cleansing from his past sins. Mm. And I thought, this feels like such a landing place to me for this study because... That is the key. It's like we cannot forget, we cannot become disconnected Mm -hmm. from Jesus Mm -hmm. because the fruit of the Spirit it is the fruit of the spirit. Yeah. Mm. I mean, we have the spirit in us, but to remain connected to the vine and to cultivate that. Jessica last week used the word cultivate, like yeah. tending the soil. Mm. And because we were struggling with the same thing, Nate of like what is our role? And yeah. so we tried some gardening metaphors that, you know, went okay.
1: But what are these things? Well, mm. and I love that the person that lacks these things is blind and short-sighted and if we go back to the beginning of this episode and we remember what we learned about God—that He loves mm-hmm. the ungrateful and yeah. the evil—so like this blind and short-sighted person, us, yep. uh, we are loved by God, yeah. and we are continually pursued by God, even mm-hmm. as we fall very yeah. short. Mm-hmm. And so, let's read Second Peter chapter one as our benediction for this series. Um, about growth in the faith. From verse three, it begins, his divine power has given us everything required for life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. Mm -hmm. By these, he has given us very great and precious promises so that through them, you may share in the divine nature, escaping the corruption that is in the world because of evil desire. For this very reason, make every effort. To supplement your faith with goodness, goodness with knowledge, knowledge with self-control, self-control with endurance, endurance with godliness, godliness with brotherly affection, and brotherly affection with love. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Thanks be to God. Nate, I'm so thankful that you joined us on short notice uh, for this Pleasure. episode. We've learned from you, and we thank you for that. Thank oh, you wow. for joining the, us. The
2: feeling is very mutual.
1: Next week, believe it or not, is Advent. I'm so excited and dumbfounded at the same time. I know. So, y'all, next week we are starting our Advent series, and Dave Barnes will be our first guest, which is so fun. I think that Mandisa will be in two weeks our guest. You never know. You never know. As evidenced by Nate being here when no one did that two days ago. You never know
0: who's going to be here. We
1: have such a fun stack of amazing, fun people who love the Lord and love His Word to sit with us through this Advent season, and they are going to come and sing with us, and really just there will be mm-hmm. conviction, and celebration, and merriment, and... People who love the Lord and can carry a tune. And can carry mm. a tune. I like that. <laughs> um, so, it's, I mean, don't miss it, y'all. It's going to be a really sweet time, and um, we will for sure um, be walking through our Advent book, uh, which is called... Jesus Christ is born from, of course, the lyric from the Christmas carol, uh, Go Tell It on the Mountain. Jesus Mm -hmm. Christ is born, and we're going to get to spend four weeks talking about Why Jesus Christ was born. And after Advent, y'all, our January plan, this New Year's plan that's coming up, is called Faith in Practice, and it is a biblical study of spiritual disciplines. And y'all, when Nate was talking with us about abiding, he started to talk about a lot of different spiritual disciplines like um, Sabbath and Bible reading and fellowship with the community of believers. This study is going to be really incredible and right on time for the new year. I'm so excited. I'm excited about Advent, but this study is going to be really great. If you are a subscriber, you already are signed up and lined up to get that book in your mailbox. If you are not, go to shop, truth.com slash box and go ahead and get subscribed so that you don't have to remember in the middle of the busy December Advent season to get your faith and practice book because that study is going to piggyback right on all of these conversations that we were having about abiding. So I'm excited about that. Before we go, Nate, Mm. we have a thing that we do, and I know this was short notice, so we're going to put you on the spot. It's like a pop quiz. I know. We spend an hour in the She Reads Truth podcast opening the Bible Mm -hmm. and talking about the beauty, goodness, and truth that we have found there, and we sure did. Um, And so now we're going to ask you, our guest, where in your life, where are you lifting your head and looking around and seeing in your life beauty, goodness, and or truth?
2: My wife and I and our, our three kids had a chance to travel to um, Florida.
1: Congratulations.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Traveling. We
2: desperately needed to be, you know, we grew up as uh, ocean, you know, like yeah. hugging people, you know, uh, oh. a few minutes from the beach. And so Nashville is a very strange reality to be in. But I was out in the ocean um, with my little daughter, uh, two-and-a-half-year-old Olive, and um, she wanted to go out past the waves. And um, I was holding her and taking her out uh, into the waves and just had that real sense of, um, first of all, that's what my dad did for me. But even in that moment of experiencing the power of the ocean, and that by herself, there is absolutely no way that she would have been able to do anything except drown, to be really honest, mm-hmm. apart from me uh, holding mm. on to her. And it wasn't dependent on her ability to hold on to me, which thank the Lord that that's the case. Yeah. Uh, But rather my ability to hold on to her and I was just so aware in that moment of everything but the beauty of where we were but also a real sense of that that's what God the Father does for us Um, and takes us over those waves. And sometimes it's the squeal of joy, isn't it? But other times there's a sense of, oh, boy.
0: Yeah, (laughs) some real trepidation there. We'll be okay.
2: And, um, yeah, so I was reminded of that. and It was such a beautiful Time to mm-hmm. see that and beautiful. That's a
0: really for an powerful the image. Spot,
1: beauty, goodness, and truth. I'm wow. Another gold star for you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. that's beautiful. Yeah. All right, friends. Next mm. week is going to be great. Um, but before next week, don't forget that this is the final week of the fruit of the spirit. And be a woman in the Word of God every day this week. Before Advent hits, this is Thanksgiving week. I was going to say you've got this, but you don't. The Lord has this. Mm-hmm. Um, whatever Thanks this week holds, be a woman in the Word of God and a man, if you're listening, a man in the Word of God every day this week. And dig, as we just did, into these beautiful aspects of what it means, what comes from having the Spirit at work in our lives.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Until next week, until Dave Barnes joins us for Ed, Ed, which will be so fun. Until then, Nate, what do we tell them?
2: Keep opening your Bible.